Good morning, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Get Up Podcast. What's going on? Yo, wherever you at right now, I need you to get up. Better not hit that snooze button. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's get it. So that was a pretty corny joke, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Somebody laughed. I know, somebody laughed. Look, they said the cornier the better, right? I mean, yeah, but hey, listen. Everybody who's watching, right? You know, this is a brand new podcast, brand new fan base, brand new family. Uh, we just want to introduce ourselves. So I'm Joe, and it's your boy Prince. So this is just the Get Up Podcast with Prince and Joe, to where um, we're just gonna talk about life. Yeah. Um, we're young people. I mean, I'm 20. I'm like a baby. Yeah, bro. And I'm I'm 22. He's 22. I'm turning 21. But still, we're young, bro. Right. Like. And this podcast, we felt like God called us to talk to everyone, um, everyone around the world. Really? What it's like to just live life as a as a young person. You know, I feel like, especially in this time right now, <coughs> there's just so much distractions, bro. Yeah. I feel like being 20, right? Just being 20 right now is hard. Because yeah. whether it be social media, Twitter, whatever it is, you kind of feel like you need to have it all. Like you need to have it all figured out right away. I think the reason why we're like that is because the way we're we're brought up. Like, you look at twenty year olds from a decade ago. They weren't doing the same things we're doing now. So I think you know we're we're talking about technology. We're talking about right. knowledge at the fingertips. Right. Like it's the fact that we're twenty and we want to act like we we made it in life. Right. Like twenties is for you to figure it out. Right. Like, you're still figuring... Even in your 30s, you're still, still figuring, figuring it out, right? So, See, it's now, kind of tough, man. It's like... I feel like society kind of makes you feel bad for being broke in your 20s. <laughs> it, but it goes back to... It goes back to the, the lifestyle that 20s want to live now. Right. So, especially in the marketplace, they're seeing that 20-year-olds want to be like older people. Right. So what is the market going to do? They're not going to be like, oh, don't do that. You guys are only 20. Like, no, nah, they're going to be like, nah, cool. We can sell more people more stuff. So now it just becomes an algorithm and it becomes uh, everything's just. You, Ooh, know you just hit something. The algorithm. Because yeah. I feel like that's a whole other thing. Everything within the algorithm is kind of like pushed towards that consumerism. Yeah. They want Everybody wants to make more money. And Which is fine. But. A lot of the people who want to make more money aren't controlling the money. The money's controlling them. Let's just let's just be honest. Like, right, right, right. like yo, everything's ran by, by money. Not even just by money, but like we were talking to our boy Bobby before we got on this podcast. Right. And Bobby said it's not even just about money, it's just about power and influence and right. Obviously, the more money you have, the more influence you have. And we're not doing this for money. We're just doing this because God called us to do it. Right. So, getting at it, as a 20-year-old, I feel like we need practical living. You know? 100%. And that's what this podcast is for. We want an idea, a baseline of where to go. I feel like there's a lot of us out here, too, that have no guidance. We had no mentors growing up. We have nobody that we can really count on. Um there might not be anybody that you can genuinely say that's a true friend. Yeah. So we kind of want to invite you into our friendship because literally all the time we're just having conversations that benefit each other. Yeah, so this basically what this podcast is for is for you to just pull up a chair and just take part in the conversation that me and Prince literally have every day. Right. With that, we don't know at all. We're we also where this just going to go. We're, we're just literally just, just figuring it out. We just talk and... We're, we are very spiritual people. Like, you know, we follow Christ and we're followers of Christ. Right. And we literally want to do what he wants us to do. We want to talk about what he wants us to talk about. Facts. And, bro, um, I think one way that we can start off this podcast, let's just, you know, let's just talk a little bit about ourselves. So you can let everybody know a little <laughs> bit about you, man. <laughs> All right. So, oh, man. Well, I feel like this is the hottest one because it's like the freshest. I'm recently married. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
young men getting yeah. married is yeah. not a bad thing. All yeah. right, guys. Yeah, cool. We one year in, baby. Yes, sir. In a few months, we'll hit officially one year. But um, that's definitely my freshest journey going on right now. Um, yeah, as I said, I'm 22. I'm Jamaican. So any of my islanders out there, my Caribbean people, y'all already know. Just blow up the chat right now. We like already mad know. Caribbean flag. Where are you from? I'm Dominican, so we all in the Caribbean. We family. Right. You already know how yes, that sir. household went down. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, you twenty twenty one getting married? I mean, honestly, my mom was <laughs> was kind of happy about that. Yeah, but just because she <laughs> likes my wife. Okay. You know what I mean. Okay. And my dad was like, "Bro, I got." I had my first kid at 20, which was my oldest sister. So he was right. like, bro, if you feel like she's the one, commit. Yeah. So, you know, that wasn't the hard part. I think more so it's like, Your well, this parents. is kind of like me being vulnerable. Like, my parents divorced when I was eight. Okay. So, you know, for me, even more so than them, accepting that, like, I'm going to get married, it was kind of like, am I ready for that? You yeah. know what I mean? Am I really going to be doing that? Because for a period in my life, I didn't even really like believe love existed mm-hmm. so you know that kind of it just that's just me sharing on that so yeah I, I live now I live in Jersey okay moved here in 2018 yes sir I grew up my whole life in Miami oh my god and uh, 305 yes sir yes sir <laughs> yeah. well I'm really 954 but it's all good <laughs> my phone number Y'all need to know that. <laughs> That's a married man. Get out. <laughs> um. So yeah. Anything else you want to say? Um. I just accepted Christ in 2021. Awesome. So, this walk is a whole brand new thing for me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I kind of grew up around it. If you know, like any other Caribbean person, like Jesus is around. You know what I mean? It's talked about. But are we really, like, taught Jesus? Are we really, like, taught a relationship with God? Nah, it's more like follow rules, do so-and-so, keep your room clean, and go to school and get good grades. Yeah. So I kind of have a whole new take on it after, you know, coming to Christ. But, you know, that's, like, kind of where I'm at. Um, Yeah. <laughs> what about you, bro? Oh, uh, but, yeah, so, like I said, my name is Joe. Um, I'm not married yet, but I am engaged. Hey. So we are getting married soon. I'm 20. So I know everybody in the chat like, you guys are nuts. But hey, whatever. Hey, right? <laughs> like if I just told you, one day we'll have a, a podcast about everything that happened. Right. Um, once we get married, and right. we'll testify how everything went down. Yeah. Because Prince knows. Yeah, we'll bring the missus on. It was a lot of stuff. Bro. Guys just went bananas But you know We'll leave that for another yeah. day um, So yeah You were born and raised in Florida Yeah I was born in Miami Crazy And I moved here when I was five Well let's correct it I was born in New Jersey And I moved to Miami when I was four I don't count so you, No but think about it bro You just said you was born in Miami And you moved here when you were five You yeah, see the, yeah, you yeah, see yeah, the yeah, parallels yeah. bro That's Yeah so we kind of just switched spots Yeah Yeah Continue though Anyway, <laughs> so born in Miami, uh, went to like preschool there, <laughs> and then I uh, we moved over here when I was five. Uh, my mother's a worship leader. Mm. My dad is a Bible teacher. My grandma's a pastor. My aunt was my pastor in Florida. We moved nope. up here. My uncle was my pastor, and then my grandma was my pastor. As you can see, uh, you got a, <laughs> got a lot of family. a lot of pastors in my family. So, the cool thing is, um, I just grew up in church. Like, you know, Jesus was talked about a lot. <laughs> um, I started ministry at the age of eight. So, you know, around the same time your parents got divorced, I right. was getting into ministry. My parents got divorced when I was six. Mm. And I remember, I remember the night my mom left, man. Right. And um, I remember, like, she last saw her with her bags and stuff. I'm like, where are you going? She's like, oh, mama's going to be right back. Yeah, mom didn't come back. Now, she went to get for those milk. who want to know, I do talk to my mom. She's in my life. Thank God. But that was a pretty traumatizing experience at the age of six. Um, You know, lived with my dad and my sister in my grandma's basement for most of my life. Well, 
for like a couple of years after that. Yeah. Um, and I had my stepmom come into my life, and uh, you know we were up and down. Uh, I was a very angry child. Um, angry at the world. Talk about it. Depressed as a, as a kid. Yeah. I do think kids can be depressed, bro. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. they? I I tried to commit suicide a few times right. as a kid. Right. Um, Ooh. And I remember I used to lock myself in my, my closet. I had like a bigger closet. I used to lock myself in my closet and I used to be like, man, I'm just going just gonna to stay here until something happens. And I was just waiting to see. Yeah, I don't know if God's going to answer me or whatever. And I did have some experiences with God, like, as a kid right. <clears throat> and as a teenager growing up. Then eventually when I was 16, ran away from home because I was doing stupid stuff. Um, lived with my grandma for a year. My mind grew a little bit because I was a little more independent. Mm-hmm. My, nobody was really on top of me. Um, moved back to my dad's house. Was there for, like, a year. Crazy argument happened. I get kicked out. And literally didn't have anywhere to sleep like that. Like, I'm saying, like, obviously I have my grandma's house, but, you know, I didn't, I was very, like I said, I was very angry. And eventually, I, at the age of 18, I grew more angry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. <clears throat> when you're six, your mom leaves. When you're 18, your dad kicks you out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's kind of tough to live through that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I already felt rejection from one side. Now I feel rejection from the other. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like I'm on my own. I want to sit here for a second because, like, you had said something a second ago, like, kids can feel depression. 100%. I feel like a lot of the times people try to minimize us as, like, young people just having problems. Yeah. Oh, what do you have to worry about? You have this whole life ahead of you, but... What about where I'm at right now? But the problem is, for example, coming from experience, now I'm turning 21 in March. Right. And it's now that I'm starting healing. Right. From things of when I was six. Yeah, right. Like, you don't understand that I lived with that all my life. It's funny you said that because, you know, 20 was the year I started healing. So, 2022, so I'm born 2000. So, my birthday is always... In line with the year, pretty much. I mean, like, the age that I am is in line with the year, pretty much. So, I turned 20, and I didn't realize how upset I was about everything that happened in my life. I didn't realize that the reason I was acting up in school, the reason that I would not care about my grades, the reason why I would get in fights or I would do X, Y, Z, it was because of... The stuff that I went through when I was younger. Yeah. Seeing my parents fighting every single day um, up until they separated. And then kind of like dealing with the fact that now that they are separated, which there's more peace in my life, but they don't have the time because yeah. they have to work That's, harder. It's that part, man. Like, I remember my dad. <clears throat> my dad would go to work mad early. He used to work for Hess. Um, and my dad would wake up mad early, bro, and get home at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. And his excuse was, I got to support you guys. Like, And I, I 100% understand. Now, at that time, I didn't. At that time, I just needed my dad. Right. But now that I'm getting older, you know, hence why we call it get up. Right. It's because... Now I'm at the point now I have no choice but to get up. Right. Like sometimes we us as young people, especially like those that still live with their parents, um, like yeah, like you're living with your parents, but at the same time you're getting older. Right. And it's time to just get up and not even just um like, I'll oh, just go to school and whatever. Like, no, it's time to get up mentally. Right. Because sometimes we do go through trauma as a kid. And we dragged that into our 20s, and technically we're still on the floor. Right. And we're crawling into our 20s. Right. But I feel like what God just wants to say to this generation is it's time to just stand up, get right. up. Like, God wants to run with you. I feel like within that, it's like every tough thing that you deal with, 
it's a reason. Like you didn't get that tribulation for no reason. Hundred percent. Every loss is a lesson. Living life is a blessing. So like, fast forward, because I mean, obviously we we're just talking about like the pain that we grew up with. In. Yeah. But you know, 2018 comes around. All my friends are, cause I'm class of 2018. All my friends are graduating from college. I mean, graduating from high school, and they're going off to college. You know, whether yeah. it be the state university or community college but i didn't myself see myself going to college and literally two weeks after i graduated my mom moved here to jersey so i had an option it was either stay here in florida with my dad or get up and leave everything and literally start a brand new life brand new no friends mind you at this point this was the lowest i ever felt i'm smoking weed every day i'm drinking every single day um, I just went through a bad breakup, and I, you know, I was you guys can tell I'm a lover boy, so I be wanting to get married. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, man. It's like I it's, thought I was getting married. <laughs> I I thought I was getting married at one point too, man. Before I left, before I met my girl that I'm with now, right? Like, and it's crazy. I know there's people in the chat like, yo, you guys are nuts. Just a little bit. Like you guys, oh, you guys are wild, and like you guys are just twenty. But yo, like, right. love is a real thing, right? Like, yeah, like, in my 20s, yeah, but my mindset, like, mentally, I'm not a 20-year-old. Right. Because I just had to mature. As a yeah, I feel like age. with your experiences, and, like, in my case, all my siblings are much older than me. Um, Like, there's a 10-year gap between me and the next youngest sibling. So I've always been around people who are a little bit older than me, thinking a different way. But um, bring that back. So when I moved here to Jersey, I'm depressed, bro. I lost all my friends. My ex just so happened to move to New York. So the only person that I really know is the one person that hurts me. But with that, I'm also still like, I need to hang out with somebody. So I'll go to see her. We'll spend time with, I'll spend time with her. But every time I went to see her, it hurt. Up until one day I called my friend and he was like, bro, you can't go back there anymore. So that was the last day I went. But over the next, like I want to say two years, I just was lost, bro was going to community college it didn't make any sense for me i'm in a business class the business teachers never run a business before um the only thing <laughs> i was looking for bro is crazy. only thing i was looking forward to is like the music class that i got that day and even that at a certain point wasn't enough for me to want to get up out of bed right so you know i leave work i stop i stopped going to school because I, I had to pay for it too i just stopped going to school and i started working and, you know, it's like, Target's not really a fulfilling job. <laughs> so, I met some people there who, as well, were just as sad. Again, I feel like this is to talk to all of us as 20-year-olds. A lot of the people that we're around are going through the same things and don't have a proper way to handle it themselves. Yeah. So, we're all doing the same thing again. We're drinking, we're smoking. And really, we're just hurting our own minds. Fast forward, I meet this wonderful individual named Brandon. This is just before I met my wife. And Brandon started to function as a mentor for me. So he brought me into a new circle of people. Um, He just was always in, like, positive events, people who were running businesses. So this is the first time I got to see and witness a functional couple that is making lots of money together. Yeah. And they follow Christ. I was like, wow, okay, so you know, awesome. it's powerful. So you can have a wholesome life. You can make money. You can help other people make money. And you can be a good person. But like, well, well it's one thing. Is when you're a follower of Christ. Right. Those things come by itself. Right. Right. Like when you really follow Christ. When you hear their story. They started just as broke. <laughs> and this is the thing, man. Do you know what's the crazy thing? You said it like you surround yourself with the wrong people. Right. And I feel like a lot of us, and I say us because I, it's us. I've done the same thing. Right. We surround ourselves with the wrong people because they look like us. I think it's also you don't know who the right people. Like, yeah, I think that same saying of like hurt people, hurt people. 
falls into that place. The only thing about it is like you are attracted to the people who are like you. So if That's I tell you, if yeah. I tell you the trauma that I've been through, yeah, and then you have the same trauma, we're gonna just stay together, right? But you can't put out fire with fire. You can't. But the issue is. I don't think there's enough effort being made by young people to look for the right people. But you know, I think like, right, so you know we were talking you, about yeah. we were talking about the previous generation, uh-huh. and I feel like something that they had that we didn't have was some form of mentorship. Hundred percent. Because their families had a higher marital rate. Yeah. They had a higher success rate of being married their whole life. Mm-hmm. They had more integral communities. And they didn't have social media. Which is the biggest thing. <laughs> right, because that but, uh, forces us to communicate. Yes. Forces us to work together. Mm-hmm. So I think what people are looking for really is community. They're looking for people that they can look for that can are going to help them out. They're looking for solid mentorship. Yeah. So sometimes that just looks like the kid who seems a little bit happier than me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when I get to know him, we actually went through the same thing. So now I'm trying to figure out how are they acting like that but they're going through what I'm going through. But I think there's a reason why we go through stuff. And I think there's a reason why God lets certain people get through stuff and get out faster. Right. Because there's going to be somebody that's going to take longer to get out. Right. But at least the person who got out faster at least can show them a guy. You can show them the way. And I feel like another thing is you finally got to re- you finally got to meet the right person because all you need is one person it's true and Brandon in this story for me was that one person exactly because he again he he led me to the right people and then he was also functioning as my mentor for like about six months mm-hmm. we talk every day he gave me books to read yo if you're not reading read a book okay not the Great Gatsby. No, 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 not, not that, not the BS. Not, not Twilight. Not you need Harry like Potter, I'm like, talking about. You need knowledge, right? Like, like pick real up, literature. Pick knowledge. up Rich Dad Poor Dad. Oh yeah, that's please. like the best one on the market right now. Please, read a uh, Thick and Grow Rich. Read your and Bible. Then, and here comes <laughs> yeah, here comes like the pastor in me. If you really want to look, one thing, right? If you really want to be wise, read the entire Book of Proverbs. Hey yo. Bro. No, no, I'm talking about like no, like no, for real. Read that. Read it like study that. You know, the book of Proverbs is crazy because um my aunt, that was the book. She's like, son, you need wisdom. Mm-hmm. She said, just read that book every single day. On some like, cause you know, I didn't like reading personally. Yeah. She I, I would I would read one line. <laughs> one line. Okay. And that line would be exactly what I needed to hear for That's that. That's what day. it is, bro. Like I think our generation, like you said, like if you're not reading, read because the only thing that's gonna save this generation is knowledge. You know why? It's because we're being fed the wrong things and since we don't know anything, right. We're just taking oh, this has to be right. Well, I think too it's like everything is they're giving it to you. Yeah. So it's like giving you what they wanna give you. But it's also kinda like they're giving you what you like a little bit. Well that's but what you what back, you like might not necessarily be. It goes good back to the you. algorithm. All right. All right. Hot take, yeah. Let's check this out. Okay, it's not that hot of a take, but okay. <laughs> I was guessing. Uh, you, you got me hyped up. I thought he was gonna I drop a bomb. On. But no, but this is one thing. For example, the algorithm is so string, so strong, that you know that if I'm a Republican and you're a Democrat, and if you consume more Democratic things, all you're gonna see is Democratic. Right. If I'm a Republican, if I only see Republican things, the algorithm is just gonna show me Republican things. Right. But you know what's the issue with that? One. So we're only being fed that. So mm. that's why when a Republican and a Democrat get in the same room, they can't have a regular conversation. Right, that's a fact. Oop, now this is a hot take. All right, now he really has hot takes. This is a hot take because I think that right there is exactly why a Christian can't have a conversation with somebody secular. Because well, I'm being fed strictly Christian content, right? Uh, While that person is being fed... That's secular tough. content, yes. and when mm-hmm. I go to say what I gotta say, there's no the information is missing. <laughs> How am I gonna understand? But this is you? the thing: is that all right? All right. In a way, yo, I bring you to my church, 
and we're speaking a heavenly language and you're confused yeah, you're just like son bro what are they saying what are they doing now this is another thing to bounce up what you said you said christian right and i feel like today's day and age especially young people we don't like that word right i'm sure because you know why for example me i don't like the word christian me, me neither now i and i have obviously i'm a christian, christian. right right because Christian just means follower of Christ. But right. I feel like today's day and age it has a connotation. It's just twisted. So now it's like instead of young people are, are some some young people are embarrassed to go to church. Right. But I get it because there's some churches that we go back to having the wrong people. Right. There's a lot of churches that just have the wrong people. You know, this is another thing that I notice like a lot in our generation though. <laughs> we want God. Like we, we want, want spir- no, we want no. spirituality. We no, no. See, but if wanting spirituality means you want God, no, you need God. You yes. I feel like what people okay, I yeah, like you young know, people. I feel like young people need, need God. God. Like we all need God. Right. I just think what the issue is is that we try to find whatever spiritual connection that we feel like we need, but for someone who doesn't know Christ, they find it in New Age and they find it right. in this now, and they find it in that. Now even saying New Age because. There's gonna be a lot of people that don't even know what we mean by new age. This yes. is where, like, we let's break the language down yeah. to a very simple. So it's like, oh man, hot take. Another people one. are gonna get mad. Ooh, we just lost like ten subscribers. Y'all be doing witchcraft by accident, and I'm saying that because I was, I was doing it by accident. I think part of the reason I was so ups- like. This helped me at some point in time, but it was also part of the reason why I was so depressed. Yeah. Because, oh man, I'm gonna get vulnerable. I'm gonna get vulnerable. Just All right. So when I was in eighth grade, right, um, they tried to diagnose me with ADHD, right, and my dad's Jamaican, so <laughs> when well, they tried to give me when they tried to give me medication, <laughs> he said, "Boy, you see, I say like he did it." Yeah. <laughs> you gotta say it. I just want to know how he said it. <laughs> please, please, bro. I'm not gonna lie. He said it regularly, though. Oh, he did say it regularly. Damn, that's tough. But he he told the doctor straight up. He's like, "We're not giving him that." Yeah, you don't, you don't need that. So, you know, it kind of left me in a predicament because I was having problems focusing, mm-hmm. but I just didn't know what to do about it. So I looked it up on YouTube as. Kids in our generation do. I had an iPod, so I would just watch videos, <laughs> and I'd watch Minecraft videos. <laughs> oh my god! But um, I looked it up, and of course, the first thing I saw was how to meditate, and they advertised that with Avatar, with Aang, and you know, I, bro, I love Avatar. Yo, Avatar, Avatar the Last Airbender, you. bro. I hold you, Avatar, go hard though. <laughs> Earth, <laughs> fire, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. So. Me being me, I'm like, bro, if Aang's doing it, I need to do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Not like that, but okay. Okay. Yeah. So, first thing I do, it shows me, all right, these are the steps to meditate. So, whatever. I go out onto my balcony, and I'm doing, like, these breathing exercises or whatever. And, bro, I just do. I do feel the peace. My mind is clear, which I was dealing with terrible anxiety at this time. From a young age. One, I think it comes from the fact that I saw so many arguments and fighting go along. And I didn't ever talk about how it affected me. Mm -hmm. So I had anxiety. It was to the point where I would get into the shower. And just being alone, I would feel like the world was going to end. And I think now looking back, I was having panic attacks. Like almost every single day. But I just didn't know it because I was little. So I did that. I did the meditation, and for the first time in a very long time, my mind was clear. Right? Fast forward. I'm doing this every day now, right? It's been a year. I come across new videos, and it's talking about astral projection. So I do whatever it says, and I lay out on my bed. This man and left his body. <laughs> my body starts vibrating. And it's probably about 10 minutes And I could literally feel my legs Like legs Legs. (laughs) I could feel my legs lifting out of my body Until it was kind of like I just popped out I floated to my ceiling and I looked at myself 
I tweaked and then I went right back into my body. <laughs> he said I tweaked. Yeah, that freaked oh. me out, bro. But that in that moment showed me, oh snap. Okay, so there is this whole spiritual world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now, this has begun a path down a, a long road because I saw that I was powerful. Mm-hmm. So now my timeline is being filled with different things. So. I'm getting conspiracy theories. <laughs> of course. But along with the conspiracy theories, I'm also receiving, oh, how to move things with your mind. Or, you know, it's it starts getting into witchcraft, essentially. So there Witch. was this lady. Astral projection is witchcraft. Yeah, astral pro- yeah. This lady, she was like, I can see auras. I can see energy. I can see the people. And, you know, there's a, you do have a spiritual body. You know, you have uh, something else that's to see. Like, I mean, I know that because I literally left my body mm-hmm. as my spiritual body. So I'm like, cool, you know, I want to learn more about that. And she starts talking about tarot and horoscopes and how to heal somebody with your mind and how to heal yourself with your mind and how to dissipate clouds with your thoughts. And I'm like, wow, there's a high power that we have as a human being. Yeah. And it does come from being created in God's image. Yes, you is. being created as God's image it makes you powerful, but there's a there's a structure to this. There's a filter. So, without me realizing down this path, I was opening doors to things that I didn't even know. Right then, I started to smoke. Smoking weed did not help with me being any less spiritual, because now I'm even more. I started getting into crystals, so I'm wearing crystals to attract certain things to me. Um, and everybody's talking about this stuff at this point in time now. Yeah. We're 16, 15. People are talking about, oh, you can, people have tarot cards. They're talking about your horoscope. They're talking about crystals. But, you know, I don't think anybody I knew had astral projected at this time. Yeah. So I was smoking weed. And then um, one day I, I ended up actually taking LSD with my friends. So those who don't know, that's acid or, you know, it's like, it's a psychedelic drug. So you can like. My man's was in a different world Bro <laughs> In a different Gone. world Gone Like Okay so My experience was I would say it's pretty cool I learned a lot Within this experience Because I learned that there's a oneness To everything That God Is inside of everything mm-hmm. The The twisted part was It made me think that I was God Yikes oh my God. So now When I think that I'm God Right <laughs> You don't, you don't understand the weight and responsibility that is, because essentially I'm saying, well, God, I don't need you. My life is in my own hands, which is diabolical. Yeah, because in its own, me just breathing tells me that my life is not in my own hands. Exactly. But this is, you know, it started young. It started small. Yeah. And it opened my mind to, and you know, the other half was. I wasn't having any guidance. We weren't going to church anymore at this time. My mom was just working. Man, but I'm going to be honest, bro. Church wouldn't have helped me? Nah. I'm going to be honest. Let me just say this real quick. You're talking to a pastor's kid. Right. I know my grandma was the pastor, but my grandma practically raised me as a little kid. There's very few churches, man, that are they're right. willing to to coach anybody on that. Right. For this one reason. A lot of teachers are scared to get their hands dirty. Mm. See, my whole thing was, right? Was, okay, so now this was me. It's so weird. Because I had this thing going on where it's like, I, growing up from 8th grade into about 10th grade, yeah, I didn't even think God was real. <laughs> Bro, how could I not even think God was real? <laughs> After I left my body So I was tripping Well That's the thing is that sometimes Like for example Even me Like I got to a point in my life Where I was just like Yeah like we just exist Right And maybe like There's people out there That they do doubt God And the first thing they say is What if God is just another Thing that There's just another reason Of why we can tap into certain things Right I mean And then you know My My point was when I got when I took LSD 
I realized that there was a source that all of this is coming from something. Yeah. And whatever that is, is inside of literally everything. Yeah. Right. So at this point now I'm 16. There is no more denying if God existed. God is real. 100%. But is how is he real? You know, like Mm -hmm. in what way does he need to show up in my life? And for me, it was like, God is real to put this power that I got inside of me. Mm-hmm. I'm somebody who's creative. I, at this point, was no longer a chubby little kid anymore, so I started getting girls. I started to get attention. I could sing. Oh, I yeah. Was, I was, me, hold on, hold on. This man can sing. Hey, chill out. <laughs> like, he can sing, sing. Like, I'm talking about if he didn't have a wife, he would have no problem getting another girl. Chill out. We love you, Kim. Kim, I love you. Don't, don't listen to him. I don't know what he's talking about. But I learned that I could sing. I was playing the guitar. I was playing the piano. So with that came its own attention. And, like, I have this ego. And I got this pride. Yeah. And I feel like I can do anything. And I feel like I got an edge on those around me because I'm understanding this spiritual that they're no, not understanding. And I could see them. I could see not only their physical, but I could see their spiritual body. All right, so now I got a question. Yeah. Because remember, we we got to this point. Yeah. Because we said, um, people know we need God. Right. Like, we need God. Right. There's no denying that. Right. But now it's the looking for spirituality part. What, what made you snap out of the new age stuff which is like the after projection and oh bro the crystals and horoscopes what made you snap out of that just to look at christ so we had to fast forward mm-hmm. about two three years me out of high school well okay this is why i want to before i even get to that i okay, want to okay, have okay. tell you this experience because I, I didn't even pay attention to it at the time okay so this is now the sixth time mm-hmm. that i take lsd six yes <laughs> My man's was gone. Bro. <laughs> Bro, I was smoking weed every single day. Yeah, but. So I was high regardless. <laughs> this was just another high <laughs> to me. Yeah. And I knew what I was doing at this point, right? Yeah, of course. So this was the first time I took it by myself, though. So I was supposed to stay out the night with my friends. And my mom was like, no, you can't sleep over. You got to just come home. So I come home. They give me they give me the, the tab, which is what it's called, the LSD. And I take it, I'm like, bro, I'm going to take it, and then I'm going to sneak out later, and I'm going to come link up with you guys, which I did. But, sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. But, um, oh, it was crazy because when it kicked in, right, mm-hmm. I felt like dying. What do you mean dying? Like, I felt like I should kill myself on that spot, right? And I was looking in the mirror, and... I was having a conversation with myself and I literally said, I'm a demon and I could see it in me. My eyes were bloodshot red and my energy was just crazy, bro. I just felt evil. Next day though, I was talking to my friend on the phone too. I was talking to her and she was just listening to me talk to myself, which was crazy, which I just needed. I needed her to, to listen though. Somebody had to hear. I was lost, bro. And from that moment, it only got worse. Like, from that day forward, I mean, I feel like that next day, I kind of felt like it helped me, you know, to do that and release that. But it only got worse. I only got more depressed. And I only wanted to kill myself more. So, with that, right, knowing that that's in my heart, knowing that that's moving forward, I kind of just let go of everything yeah i don't even care about myself now i went from smoking every day to i'm also drinking and smoking every day and i don't even like alcohol bro <laughs> <laughs> that thing is nasty. i don't but i just was trying to not feel like i had thoughts that were my own i had feelings that just weren't my own and i'm a naturally happy person but at that point, I just felt like I was faking it. And I had that experience, and I didn't forget it. Like, yeah. I said, whatever is in control right now isn't me anyways. So, 
fast forward now i moved to jersey yeah and i meet brandon mm-hmm. and during this time that's i started working at whole foods where i met my wife and me and kim yes me and kim are we're working together whatever we become close friends mm-hmm. and you know one thing leads to another and eventually we start dating but at this point you know, her whole life, she kind of grew up in the church. She grew up with Christ, and her mom is serious about it, uh-huh. which is, that's a whole nother conversation because that's a whole nother way that could lead you astray on how you're being ministered to and taught how to follow Christ. But Oh, I'll get into that. Uh, but um, with that, right, I brought her into my world of spirituality, which has no Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need Jesus in that one. Yeah, and... I'm learning the power of positive thinking and affirmations That's and crazy, how to bro. attract things to myself. And this is now me seeing a happy version of everything that I just left behind you know, before. You know what's crazy? <laughs> I just want to touch on that real quick. You say you mastered the power of positive thinking. Yeah. I'm about to drop this bomb right now. I'm getting a little Uh-oh. emotional. Uh-oh. How do you master the pos- the power of positive thinking without the positive one? Mm-hmm. See, what I realized quickly was my thoughts are not my own. Yeah. Whether it be, I feel that way now still. Yeah. I don't have thoughts that are just, oh yeah, that was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I realized, you know, there's something infinite that flows through you that, which is God. You know that is constantly passing through you, but there is also the devil will will speak to your mind as well. Hundred percent. And whatever demons or whatever you have that's inside will also speak to your mind as well. Yeah. And um, I kind of just had the glittery version of Satan, <laughs> which was just like love, and but you don't need God. you're in control. You know what's crazy about that is because it's the fact that. Life, our, our, we have a friend named Life, which is yeah. awesome. He said this one thing. It's like sometimes we're the band-aid, right. but God's the sky. And I was definitely putting on a whole bunch of band-aids all over my life. And it made me feel like, yo, I could do this. I said, babe, you know, yo, you can meditate with me. Meditate me when you feeling that way. Yo, you're going to feel relaxed. Oh, yo, you feeling this way? Say this affirmation every single day. Write it down. Speak it. Write it down. Read it in the middle of the day and watch what starts to happen. And the th- crazy thing is I literally did attract things into my life. I did manifest things into my life. So it's not to take away and say all that stuff is bull crap and it's not real. No. No, it's it, real. It works. But. But. Ooh, with those blessings, there's a curse. It's and just a curse masquerade as a blessing. It, ex- exactly. Because you know the crazy? devil will bless you. You know what's the crazy thing, bro? The blessings of God come with you killing yourself. Right. Mm. Now, I'm there with Kim. And one day, we're just, you know, conversating about this. And it was like, I feel like she just came to her senses. And she was like, why do you believe all this? A woman of God right there. Mm, my God. <laughs> <laughs> she just she said, nope, I know Jesus. <laughs> She's like, I, why do you believe all this? Because yeah. it's like, and I started, I started trying to explain it to her. And she's like. The Holy Spirit is just like, nope, 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 nope. Reject. That is crazy. That is crazy. It's crazy. Demonic. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Granted, I'm coming from a place of science and knowledge and uh, and like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to hit it with the logic, but she's like. This man's activating like chakras and stuff. Yeah. No, <laughs> and, for real. And she's over here trying to just get in a prayer closet. Right. So. She just shoots me the opportunity. She says, a friend of ours from, from work invited us to come to their church. Just let's go to church. Hey, now, granted, church? I'm spiritual, so I'm not even against going to church. I want to go. Like, I, I'm, I'm not like I hated Jesus or anything. Yeah. I knew Jesus. I just didn't know Jesus. I'm like, all right, babe, you want to go to church? Let's go to church. You knew Jesus, but didn't know Jesus. Right. Like, I knew well of him. <laughs> 
So we go to the church. Yeah. And the moment, like, I'm hearing worship. And this is a remnant, right? Yeah, this is a bilingual church. Yeah. I don't speak no Spanish, bro. <laughs> They're singing like, gone boy. <laughs> and this man is like, what are they I, saying? I don't speak no Spanish, bro. <laughs> but whatever she was saying was hitting my spirit. And I know what it was to feel my spirit. So I'm like, all right, you know, I don't understand, but obviously my spirit understands. So I stayed through the message. They're doing a great job translating. I received the word at the very end. They're like, would you like to accept Christ into your life? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I, I'm already this far. <laughs> so I'm the type of person I was a serial, serial receiver of Christ. Literally every time I went to church, I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> Just like then again, <laughs> but there would be no steps to it. Like there would be nothing following me, right? So I was I accepted Christ, and the following week, this was the first time somebody followed up with me yeah. to do something about it. So they're like, "Oh, we have vision classes on tw on Tuesday. Come and learn. You get a little bit a better idea of what our church is about, and you also get to know really what Jesus was trying to do for us." Kim was like, "We're going." So I'm like, all right, babe, you know, you really want to go? All right, cool, we'll go. I had a great experience. I'm like, you know, this church is cool. Everybody seems really nice. Yeah. I like positive people. I'm not, I was, again, I wasn't filled with the spirit, but I had spirit, my own. And I'm, I don't know. It was manipulative, but it was also very joyful for that time. So whatever. I go and I'm at the church and they're praying in a way i never seen anybody pray before. They're declaring mm. things over us. They are uh, inviting the Holy Spirit into the room. I don't think I've ever seen anybody invite the Holy Spirit. We would just kind of do like a quick little prayer and read the yeah. Bible and talk. And, you know, I'd get a boring sermon because my family, we grew up seven-day advances, so. Oh, bro. my God. Bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah. trust me. Lots of Bible. I missed all of it. Of, yeah, I was, it was asleep. It's too much Bible. I was asleep. <laughs> it's too much Bible and not enough spirit. So, I never really saw that. Yeah. So, seeing that was already like, okay, cool. I could get behind this because, in a way, I was trying to do that for myself at home because I was looking for spirituality. Yes. But I didn't know I needed Christ. So mm. I was having an experience there that, you know, I felt the peace. I felt the love enter yeah. into the room. I had chills on my body. And it they taught me how to pray that day. They taught me really what Jesus did for us. And it was to give us the comforter. I mean, he sacrificed us. He sacrificed himself to be a savior for us. But he also left us a gift with him, with him leaving, which was to receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So. I prayed to receive the Holy Spirit. We leave out of there. Major turn on me. Kim says, I doubt, I, I'm having doubts about God. Son. <laughs> why? Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let's just, let's breathe. Let's just take a break. Oh my God. This is crazy. <laughs> I have no. This is the first time I hear this story. This okay. is so after she forces you to come to church, yeah, and go to the follow up, yeah. Then she turns around and she says, "I don't know if I believe in God anymore." Yeah, she's like, "I don't understand why God does what He does," and you know it is kind of hard to understand. But this is where I see why God brought me through what He brought me through. Yeah, because I have an understanding of balance, mm. that there is a give and a take. There's, a There's an up and a down. As Always. below, so within. I mean, as within, so without. As above, so below. Yeah. So, I'm like, you think that the good in the world would be good if there was no bad? I mean, that's why if God is good, that means there's something bad. bad. Right. And the reason why the world is what it is now is because we deny God, which is good. But that's another topic. So, I'm saying this for her. <laughs> and she's like... Babe, I don't get it. You know that God knows everything. God destined everything. Yeah. And we're fated. 
what does he just create some people to go to hell? I'm like, no, they have free will. And I understand these things. And it's confusing. Right. I understand these things because people make these choices and they get into the places where this where they get. Yes. And I understood I made choices that brought me where I was at. Yeah. So she's not understanding that. Mm-hmm. So whatever. For the first time ever, I'm like, yo, let's just pray. Because... Yeah. <laughs> We just went through this whole thing, and I just learned how to do this prayer. Let's just try it right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I've turned on a worship instrumental. I never, again, literally up until I went into that vision class, I never even heard a worship instrumental, bro. But I didn't know meditation beats and, like, binaural beats because I would use those when I meditated. But you know, there's something different about that worship instrumental that there's, there's a different frequency in that joint. Yeah, bro, it's something different. So I put it in. I'm in my car, my little Nissan Sentra. That joint, he still got that joint. It was my mom's car. That joint's falling apart, bro. <laughs> Let's pray for God to just bless. Please, <laughs> yo, 2023. I told myself I'm getting a new car. Oh, well, I see so, it, bro. You're gonna be good, bro. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. So we're in the we're in the Sentra, mm-hmm. and we pull up in front of her like apartment. Oh yeah, and I'm like, Holy Spirit! <laughs> Holy, Holy Spirit! Uh, uh, I've never done this before, but I'm inviting you into this space. Just like come into this car right now. Yeah, Kim needs like encouragement. She needs a, a deeper understanding. She doesn't get why you do what you do. And I don't have the words to tell her, so I just need you to, like, just impart on her and, like, tell her what it is. I want to touch on that. Yeah. So, Kim grew up in church. Right. And is now, at this point of the story, doubting God. Yeah. And me, never know God. But this is the thing, man. I know I'm gonna get some people to listen to it. I'm gonna hit some nerves. But this is what we're here for, right? Yeah. For us that we grew up in church, right? I grew up in church. Right. Kim grew up in church. I know there's a lot of listeners here that they probably grew up in church. Right. Left church because oh they're mad hypocrites and whatever and blah blah blah. I know the whole nine yards. Because I left church. Right. And well now I'm reconciled with God and God's doing a lot of a lot of great things. Yeah. But it's the fact that when you think you know God, but you don't know God, that's what you said before. Yeah. Now, when we go in the Bible, right? That word know, or that like you know someone, mm-hmm. it's deeper than you think it is. Man. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that Mary didn't know Joseph. How, if you guys are getting married, that word know means intimacy. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us that we grow up in church, we get forced into this room with God. Right. Which is what I was talking about before, because a lot of people, right? And this is why I know the way the world is right now, the way it is, is because, and no offense to the previous generation, but y'all tried to scare people all the way to Christ. But the thing is, like, now, some things, like, when you talk about you to go to hell, which that's is real. It is real. That's but, fine. But why am I going to lead my conversation exactly. with you there? Because now you're not feeling exactly. the love of Christ. You're feeling condemnation. And Christ didn't come to condemn. No. He came to give hope. Which, this is the issue. Especially, like, I come from Spanish church, man. Spanish church is all about you need to be in church seven days a week. Right. Bro, I wasn't just seven days a week doing crazy things. <laughs> Son, I'm going to be vulnerable right now. Yeah. I bagged every almost every girl in church, hey. son. <laughs> Like, I'm going to be honest. I was going to the Bible study, to the rehearsal, to the vigil, to the retiro, which is retreat for all the Spanish, all the English speakers. I was going to retreats. I was going to all the services just to mack on the girls on the dance team <laughs> and some of the girls on the worship team. I was, bro, I was playing keys at the age of 11 at church. Mm. Like, I thought I was ugly. I was skinny, but girls liked me because I played piano and I can sing. Cool. Like, 
I didn't know God, bro. Right. Samuel in the Bible, bro. The Bible says that Samuel was ministering in the house of God under Eli. And the word of God had not been revealed yet. And the Bible literally says Samuel did not know God. Right. So we got a bunch of people ministering in church and functioning in church. Oh, I'm on the dance team. Oh, I'm the worship team. Oh, they got me teaching kids. You don't even know God. Right. I said, you it, know God. You don't you know don't, God. You don't but it gets to the point that now God is trying to call you. Right. And you don't you can't even recognize his voice. But you've been right. you've been talking about him for so long. Right. So now this thing of like especially like I said, it's mostly us that we grew up in church. We're at a disadvantage because our previous generation thought that by forcing us to go to church every single day, right. sit there and listen to the pastor, you stand up when they read the word, and you play your little pandereta when they're playing fast songs, and when they're slow songs, you raise right. your hand. That's how you praise God. Right. Then after the service, we're going to have a cup of coffee, say hi to all the sisters and brothers in church. We're going to say hi to the pastor, and we're going to go home. But they totally forgot to teach me you know what praise and worship is? Mm. Praise and worship. Praise, first of all, is gratitude and just uplifting. I can praise you. If you did something great, yo, Prince, you did whatever. Well, well, that's praising you. Right. Now, worship is something that is a deep devotion. And yeah, like people are like, yeah, worship is like you just pour yourself out and you just cry. Like, no, worship is just obedience, man. Mm. We're mm. taught it like worship is a genre or something. Right. Worship is not a genre of music. Mm. Worship is complete surrender and obedience. Yeah. That's worship. I don't have to sing for worship. The fact that I and I told you this and it's something that like I'm you guys are gonna hear me say a lot on this podcast. If God looks down right. and sees you walking around and looks at the cross and Christ is on the cross, you're done. Yo. You know, you saying that, like, obedience is worship, right? Yeah. I learned, it was from, it gave a whole, I just got fresh revelation, because Eric Thompson, right? Yeah. He said, execution is worship. And he's a, he's a, he's a preacher. Yeah. I didn't understand what he means, but it's literally like, when God tells you what to do. Yeah. Do it. Do it. That's why. Get the, up. The rocks. Just being a rock is praising God. But you know, if you really read that scripture in context, the Bible says, Oh, that was me. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible literally says that if I won't cry out, the rocks are going to cry out. Right. You know why? That's in sales. We're in sales. Right. It's called sense of urgency. Mm. If God calls you to do something, you better do it. But if not, it. The rocks are going to do it. Right. So let me bring it back to the story. Right. So. Yeah. We're in the car. Mm -hmm. And I start praying for her. And again, it's brand new for me. (laughs) And bro. It's the first time. It's the first time I felt God. Yeah. Bro. That was better than anything else. It was like a wind through my whole body. Yeah. (sighs) Bro. I'm. Okay. So the. Y'all, this man cries. I he's cry a, a he's a cry. I'm a cry. I don't cry. I've never seen him cry. It's and it's gonna be probably some time before you see me cry because yeah. it doesn't happen often. But that's when I know it's God. <laughs> I've never cried in my life. But when I start yeah. crying, so oh, I am boohoo <laughs> bawling in this car, bro. Chills down my whole body. And I received a vision, like, of my entire life. Wow. And God showed me every single moment I should have died. God showed me every single time that I denied him. And he said, I still love you. Say it again. I still love you. And it was like, bro, you mean to tell me I hated you? Like, I said you didn't exist? I, I was like, Neither there's no him. God. Yeah. I don't need you. I am God. Hmm. I am a God. Jeez. And you loved me then? 
I used to have these gut feelings, right? I still get them now. I, I just now know it's the spirit. I have these gut feelings, and I'll be like, yo, I got to listen to my gut. If I don't listen to my gut, I'm going to end up in a troubled situation, right? And every time I didn't listen, things would not go right. The Holy Spirit showed me, said, every time you had that gut feeling, that was me. God, mind you, I'm praying for her, and now (laughs) I'm bawling, crying, (laughs) and I saw the healing for her, and what just happened to me. Yeah, 